Welcome to Kelly's Roadhouse. My name is Paula and I'm here with Rich. Hello. This fortnight we've been reading Crash Landing, book number 20. Yes, we have. Um, Rich liked this book a lot better than I did. I loved this book. I had I, a great um, time the last couple of days reading this one. I was, it's not one of my favourites. I mean, I didn't yeah. hate it, but. Mm, it's got some, it's got some fantastic moments. <laughs> um, my pastel paperbacks, is, it's the first Sweet Valley High ever uh, that she ever read and she says it's still an epic one it is an epic one. Oh wow imagine starting with this one yeah <laughs> you're like, like who are oh these strangers God. crashing into a lake like... yeah so we've got a purple cover um very nice pastely purple and it's got seen on the front which annoys me because it's got a picture of enid in Ina's unconscious and she's in Elizabeth's arms. Yeah, and Elizabeth's holding her in a way that you should definitely not hold someone when they've been paralysed or they've got back injuries. It's really not a good place to hold someone. Yeah, and also this doesn't happen in the book. And also, <laughs> this literally doesn't happen in the book. Liz is at the police station, as we know from the last book, uh, when the plane goes down. So yeah, she's not even there. It says underneath, will Elizabeth lose her best friend? How would she lose her best friend? If she died in the plane crash. Oh, I guess. But then that, <laughs> that would then mean that the cover is her holding her dead body. <laughs> <laughs> On the back, it says, Terror in the skies. George Warren has been looking forward to taking his girlfriend, Ina Rollins, as a passenger on his first licensed flight. He hasn't really been looking forward to it. Well, he's been it. looking forward to the flight. He's not looking forward to what happens immediately after the flight. Afterwards, he's going to tell her something he's known for a long time. He doesn't love her anymore and their relationship is over. <laughs> then he'll be free to date Robin Wilson, the girl That's, he does love. I still love this idea that he was like, I'll give her something nice first. I know. I'll just give her like this flight and then I'll break her world. But as he and Enid are flying, George loses control of the plane and is forced to make a crash landing. Oh boy. Enid is seriously injured and George is overcome with guilt. He can't possibly break up with Enid now. But how long can he pretend to be in love with her and continue living a lie? Well, let's find out. Yeah, we get straight into the action, don't we? Yeah, well, of course, the last book ended with the, the Wakefields at the police station. Jess had just been, you know, assaulted, attacked, attacked, attacked by Jack O'Lantern. By Jack O'Lantern, <laughs> Jack the Ripper. And um, they were at the police station when they heard over the radio <clears throat> that a plane was coming down over Seca Lake. And, of course, Liz immediately knew that's the plane that George and Enid were flying. Yeah. So we open on that plane. Enid's like absolutely ecstatic, enjoying the view. But the pilot, George, is anxious because he's thinking about how to dump her. So what if you missed it, um, George is having an affair with Robin Wilson. Yes, caught in the act with uh, Robin Wilson by uh, Liz. Mm -hmm. And he thinks... Uh, what. Well, Robin Wilson also goes out with somebody already called Alan Walters. Who's a sweet, lovely boy. Yeah, and she's already finished with Alan. Yeah. Uh, but George thought, before I finish with Enid, I'll just take her up on, on this flight. This one I've flight, promised yeah. promised her. Yeah. He's like, a promise is a promise. Like, I, I don't think that's a good idea, really. I think she would have just preferred 
you know. To I'd be, be even more angry. Yeah. I'd be I'd, like, why did you do all of and that? And it would taint that memory then... forever. Yeah. I mean, it's tainted, obviously, anyway, because the plane crashes. But... <laughs> yeah, it's never going to be a good memory. But it's it's weird because it's like, you're. I, I'd just be like, well, you lulled me into a false sense of security by doing something yeah, you made really me sweet. E- you made, made me even happier. Yeah, and then you ruined everything. Yeah. Thanks. So, in the plane, one glance, it actually says, one glance at Enid told George this wasn't the right moment. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, no shit. He legitimately, he wasn't even going to wait until after the flight. He Mm. was legitimately considering breaking up with her in the middle of the sky. Yeah, like she's stuck in the air with Literally stuck in a plane with him. This is definitely not the right moment. While he's meant to be piloting. And he's like, no, let's have this argument now. (laughs) He pulled on the yoke. Um wasn't sure what a yoke was. Is that how it's you pronounce the, it? the stick, basically. The gear stick. Yeah. He pulled on the yoke to take them higher, but something was wrong. The engine cut out and the plane was plummeting. Oh, boy. Enid screams and he radios air traffic control. Um, they tell him to land in Seca Lake to break the fall. Yes. So he yells over at Enid to make sure she opens her door just before they hit the water so that it doesn't jam shut. Yeah, because and... the water will seal it shut. Mm. Yeah. And down they go. So they hit the water, uh, the plane ends up upside down, and George hits his head and is knocked out. Mm. When Enid opens her eyes, they're still strapped in their seats uh, and like hanging upside down. Yeah. Um, George's head's bleeding. So she releases herself and she swims around to George's side to release him. Yeah. And somehow during this, she falls back and yeah so i think she frees george and then i guess it's like the he's conscious again suddenly yeah and i guess it's because he moves she gets pushed away or something Mm. but in any case yeah her back uh is struck by this metal strut and she starts feeling a terrible pain Mm. and then she tells george she can't feel her legs yeah he um carries her to the shore Meanwhile, all the Sweet Valley High gang are at the lake for just, a picnic. They just happen to be at the lake at the same time. Yeah, everybody. Um, which is weird because, like I said to you, I I should have known they were doing this, but I just didn't click. Mm. Because it seemed really odd in the last book when Jess all, all of a sudden was like, well, I have to go and meet Todd and Liz at Seca Lake. It was like, why? Yeah. why? That's a real specific thing to bring up. And I, it just didn't even click. So, um, yeah, Todd and Ken and, and a bunch of the kids are, are, are watching uh, as this plane goes down. Yeah. Todd um, saves the day. He runs to Seca Lodge to call the police. And now they're all just watching the boat rescue Enid and George. Yeah. So they, they said the emergency services said, like, please just stay the fuck out of the way, kids, while we deal with this. <laughs> like, don't get involved. Shame lifesaver Mr. Collins isn't there. I was hoping Bill Chase, because, you know, he's a swimmer, right? Yeah. I was like, Bill Chase should go out there and rescue them. Um, So George and Enid are lifted onto stretchers. Robin takes one look at George and she faints. Yeah, she's absolutely horrified and faints. Um, I thought that was probably, uh, it could also be due to her diet of lettuce and Mm -hmm. full-on exercise. But, um, yeah. Well, she hasn't gone back on that diet yet, has she? Well, I I don't know. Did she not keep that diet up this whole time? This really not, unhealthy not, diet? I'm assuming not as extreme. Maybe not, yeah, I guess. Maybe she's got a few calories going. So we cut to the police station where we left the Wakefields. Mm. Jessica screams that she'll die if anything happens to Enid. You did not hear that wrong. Yeah. Jessica screams that she will die if anything happens to Enid Rollins, the girl that she hates Hmm. and slags off every chance she gets. 
So, as we said earlier, the Wakefields were at the police station yeah. to report Jessica's attack. By Jack the Ripper. By Jack. Um, and then we cut to the hospital. Dr. McGregor tells Zena's mum uh, that the situation is very serious. Yeah. She's hit a disc in her spine and it's cut off all nerve communication to her legs. So she's paralyzed. Yes. Now, they believe they have a procedure that can help this, but they need to wait for the uh, the inflammation and whatnot to go down first. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also says to, to Mrs. Rollins that George is okay, but he would have been dead if it wasn't for Enid. Mm. Uh, George has actually snuck into Enid's room. Yeah. She's asleep, but he talks to her anyway. Um, he tells her that she saved his life and he's going to make it up to her. And then he says to her out loud. I know. <laughs> There's no way I can tell you about Robin now. It's like, you're lucky she didn't wake up or she's not yeah, like, like some asleep. Some comatose people can hear, hear every word. things, right? And yeah. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he, he basically just says, yeah, well, I'm not going to tell you. Um, to make you, because you'll you'll feel really bad if I tell you, and I can't tell you. So I'm just going to pretend like I was never going to split up with you. Mm-hmm. But then there's a problem. Sudden panic hits uh, George as he realizes, oh yeah, Liz caught us. Oh yeah. Also, he sobs all over Enid's neck. Yeah. And he's he's convinced that his inexperience caused the engine to fail. Yeah. But the emergency services are going to dredge the plane out and investigate. Yes, yeah. That night, Liz is restless and she's angry at George. Yes, she's fuming. Um, but, you know, she's she's hoping that the doctors are going to operate in the next few days and that Enid will be all right. Mm, and she actually hopes that George just forgets about Robin um, and gives Enid all the love she needs to recover. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like she's planning on telling Enid. No, no. On Monday. Certainly not while she's paralyzed anyway. Yeah. On Monday, Jess goes to a gourmet cooking class. Yes, and she's not very happy about it. She's been talked into it by Lila before all of the Jack business. Mm. Um, It's a bit of a weird thing for teenagers to do, isn't it? Well, as Lila will point out towards the end of this book, she's got servants anyway and doesn't need to cook. Yeah. Uh, It's all bizarre. It's really bizarre. So I assumed at first that Lila had gone to the class because of Jean-Pierre, who we'll meet shortly. Mm. But it turns out, no. So no. I, I guess she just wanted to do it. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um, Lila's still not speaking to her after what happened with Jack. Yes. So Jessica pretty much stole Jack from Lila. Well, did. No, which, no doubt. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Which turned out fine because Jack turned out to be a psychopath. I still don't think that makes it fine. I, I, she like, still did it, yeah. Like, if, if my best friend did that... I'd still be like, <clears throat> but yeah, okay, they turned out to be a psycho. But you didn't know that. But I still hate to, you yeah. because you still cheated. So like, yeah. You still did that. Like, it doesn't matter. So at the Civic Centre, which is where the class is held, the instructor is late. Yeah. So the old lady who runs the centre tells them that they're making mustard. Mm. She gives them some mustard seeds, a mortar, a pestle, and tells them to just pound away. Get on with it. Good professional class. There. That's it, yeah. Jessica's pissed off. She wanted to make elegant dishes. She didn't want to make any dishes, really. Yeah. But yeah. And she wants Lila to know how mad she is, but she doesn't want to talk to her. Yeah. So she just starts smashing the seeds really hard <laughs> and like muttering under her breath. Like, yep. this is a waste of time. 
bang, bang, bang. But while she's doing it, she accidentally spills some of the mix onto Lila's brand new Lisette's blouse. Yeah, a dollop of brown goo. Um, and it's a silk blouse. My very goodness. weird choice of clothing to wear to a cookery class. It's very Enid, though. It, uh, very Enid. It's very mm-hmm. Lila, though, isn't it? Yeah, but if you're going to a cooking class, you know you're going to get stuff on you. She can afford it. Like, you wouldn't... So Lila's fuming and she she says it costs $90. Yeah, and Jess, quite rightly, I think, Jess just thinks like, I don't care because you're rich and everything you own costs loads of money and is kind of irrelevant to you. Yeah. Lila tells Jess she doesn't want to talk to her about mustard or anything else. Oh, boy. Um, and Jessica admits what she did wasn't very nice, but she says she really did Lila a favour. Yeah. And Jack just did deceive both of them. Again, she didn't intend to, though. No, like, she happens she never does. to have done her a favour, but yeah. But then Lila smiles and she thinks Jessica's just too good of a friend to stay mad at for long. Oh, you're doing like, an Elizabeth now. She's so good of a friend, she tried to steal your boyfriend. They haven't been good friends since twins. And also, yeah, like you said, is she Elizabeth now? That's what Elizabeth says. Like, That's oh, what Elizabeth says. I can't stay, mad, can't at stay mad at you for long. Yeah. It's just the Jessica effect. And, and no, at least she's got like. angry at her. Yeah, and at least she's got biology to fall back on. She's like, okay, well, we're <laughs> biological sisters. I'll forgive her. Yeah. But they call a truce. Then their tutor arrives. Yeah, this truce lasts like five seconds because then John Pierre turns up and Lila's just giving Jess shit for the rest of the book. John Pierre Baptiste. Oh my goodness. He's the author of several cookbooks and one of the finest French chefs in California. He's in his early 20s, six foot tall, with broad shoulders, tapering down to a slender waist. And I imagined him as Johnny Bravo shaped. Yep, Johnny Bravo. Brilliant. With like massive shoulders. Hopefully with the hair down. as well. Um, well, we had jet black hair. Oh, okay. Chiseled features and intense blue eyes. He spoke in a thick French accent that made his words sound magical. Wow. Um, do you remember in the last book, remember Jack? How yeah. Jack was the most handsome man yeah. that Jess had ever seen in her whole life? Mm. Well, guess what? Jean-Pierre Baptiste is the most handsome man that Jessica's ever seen in her entire <laughs> life. They just get more and more handsome for <laughs> but, like... but like, I'm assuming that, because this has gone on for like most of this Imagine series Imagine in now. a few years, like she's going to be seeing people so handsome that... I mean, I thought she started on a 10 and now it's just gone like, yeah. I mean, where are we now? Where is this scale? <laughs> um, She actually says, good lord. <laughs> yeah, she says out and, loud. And drops her pestle on the floor. <laughs> She says to Lila, I'm in love with a real European man. <laughs> like, as opposed to a fake one. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, right? If I was Lila now, I would now be thinking, I am glad I'm friends with this person because this is hilarious. <laughs> when she said about the real European man, I thought, well, she was in love with one a couple of weeks ago, Hans, in Special Christmas. But then I, I, but then I was like, oh, yeah, that was out of order. And this, yeah, that I was guess at, that was, that was, that was the second European man. Yeah, because we skipped ahead. We did. And I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> um, so she spends the entire class thinking about falling madly in love with P- Jean-Pierre, flying to France and living in a chateau, kissing him under the Eiffel Tower. The, the standard... Jessica Wakefield dream daydream. Yep, she has a few of them in this book. I love them. There's there's got to be at least one per book. I think. Yeah, they're Um, always way over the top. Yeah. Um, 
And she's also thinking of the upcoming school dance. You're right, actually. It's never like, we'll probably go out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's like, we're going to be always married. Like, I'm rich. Yeah. And, and it always ends up with Lila Fowler being pissed off at her for some yeah. reason. Like, she'll be jealous. <laughs> Every dream she has. Yeah. Um, so she's also thinking of the upcoming school dance. They've got another dance. God knows what it's for. Who knows? But there is another dance. There's another dance coming up. She's determined to take this man in his 20s to her high school dance. That sounds like a really good way to get yourself arrested. Mm. And she thinks the way to his heart has got to be through his stomach. <laughs> sure. But he's like a like a massively talented chef, so... You've gone uphill battle yeah. to win that one. On the way home in Lila's lime green triumph, they stop at Robin's house to tell her that cheerleading practice has been moved. Yes. And Lila tells Jess that uh, Cara told her that Robin's dumped Alan for a mystery guy. Yes, no one knows who this guy is. And then when they get to Robin's, they see George on the driveway walking towards his car. Oh, no. Jessica tells Lila to drive on. And Lila's like... I wonder if George is Robin's mystery man. Yeah. Like, well, it's hardly subtle, is it? And then Jess tells her about Robin passing out of the lake and Lila's like, it's a closed case then. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's pretty, it's a pretty reasonable conclusion to come to at this point. And Jessica says, you'd think he'd wait until Enid was out of hospital before cheating on her. <laughs> it's like it'd be okay when she's out of hospital. Just just wait. Just wait. I mean... Also, he already has been cheating on her. Yeah, and also, she was Jess, you literally cheated on your with your best friend like in the last book mm-hmm. like yesterday yeah. you cheated on your best friend i guess lila wasn't in the hospital which is the only thing that makes it worse and then we cut to george driving home so he'd actually gone over to end it with robin yes but but she wasn't at home mm-hmm. he's decided the right thing to do is to stay with enid at least until she recovers um He'd spotted Lila's lime green triumph, funnily enough, because it's not a car that blends in. <laughs> no, I imagine it stands out in the in the crowd, yep. Uh, and he was worried about word getting out and also about Liz blabbing. Yeah. When Jessica gets home, she tells Elizabeth what she saw and Elizabeth is furious. Fuming. Fuming. Um, she asked Jessica to keep quiet about it to protect Dina's feelings. Yeah, as if Jessica... Is this Jessica Wakefield is going to do that? Literally straight away at school the next day, Jessica blabs to Kara. Yes. Kara, by the way, quote, Kara the mouth, quoting <laughs> uh, Lila Fowler from the <laughs> last book. Yeah, and Kara says, what Robin and George are doing is foul. My uh, my favourite bit of this, this conversation uh, is that um, they, they say how awful, um, you know, robin's actions are and then um cara asks if enid's okay and jessica apparently says that it doesn't sound good whilst opening the wrapper of her popsicle quote mournfully (laughs) how do you mournfully open a popsicle wrapper i don't know just do it really slowly just do it slowly and with a real sad face (laughs) um and, and jessica suddenly likes enid now because uh, now it's like oh my god she's she's like she's not popular but everyone's talking about her so therefore yeah she says she's enjoying the excitement and attention she's getting because she's ina's best friend's sister brilliant brilliant uh, she thinks robin is an evil temptress so were you in the last book and almost every book And, and and almost every book but it's like literally literally this was yesterday that you did this jess (laughs) 
Or no, two days now, I guess. Um, and then they they remind us how... Um, so I'm going to quote this now. They remind us how a strict diet and exercise regime had helped Robin to become pretty. Pretty? And it's like... It helped her become pretty? Yeah. Well, it helped her to lose weight and almost and also, die. It, 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 when they say strict diet and exercise regime, do they mean like unhealthy She, she just diet, didn't eat and, and ran around the track every day, regime. didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the most unhealthy thing she could have done. And we're told even though Jess had grown fond of her, uh, now she fucking hates her again. Yeah, it didn't take long, did it? So nope. um, Kara asks Jessica, what are they going to do about Robin? And Jessica replies, Cold War. Absolute <laughs> Cold War. <laughs> and uh, she also says uh, they should tell everybody. Yeah, how make sure evil that everybody hates her. Yeah. And Kara agrees. Kara says, it's the least we can do for poor Enid. Should be easy like, for everyone to remember because everyone was horrible to Robin like a couple of weeks so ago. Go back so to doing just it go again. back to that again. Yeah. yeah, and Kara says it's the least they can do for poor Enid. It's like you could not just, helping Enid at just all send her flowers that. or a card. Yeah, that would be nicer, wouldn't <laughs> like, it? Yeah, you don't need to to do this. Um, and then Robin comes over and sits with them in the cafeteria. They completely blank her. Yeah, she asks what happened last night. Um, she went to cheerleader <clears throat> practice and they weren't there. Um, she waited for 30 minutes and but yeah she completely blanks her no no <clears throat> response at all yeah and they just walk away yeah robin doesn't understand what's going on and she thinks well it must just be my imagination it's like i, I don't understand how it could be your imagination when someone literally blanks you and walks away hmm. going i need to go and make sure that enid's okay cara yeah. come with me <laughs> Um, so of course she feels lonely and upset so what does she do she starts staring at Kara's leftover ice cream yes because she always turns to food when she feels bad see it's unhealthy this is not healthy no this relationship she has with food um it doesn't go away I'll tell you that oh really yeah I don't want to spoil too much but Mm. we get a major book she seems to go to extremes this. doesn't she yeah she's extremes with her diet um and i'm not really looking forward to that one because it's quite upsetting mm, okay i think the last robin one was pretty upsetting actually yeah it's worse yeah but well, i look um, forward to that yeah yeah i look forward to that one um and robin had spoken to george last night and they'd ended things she knew it was the right thing to do but she was still upset yeah she feels terrible and then she, she she basically feels like she's lost everything now yeah. You know, because she's lost Alan and George. Yeah. Because, of course, you know, she split up with Alan and then George was like, I'm going to take her up in this plane first. So, you know. Mm. And then she sees Todd and Liz and she tries to ask Liz how Enid is and uh, Liz blanks her too, pretty much. Yep, yep. Liz just says no change and walks off. Oh, boy. She's nearly in tears now, so she heads straight to the counter to get a big piece of chocolate cake with ice cream and she thinks it won't matter if i get fat again now since i've got no friends that's a quote by the way yeah she says it doesn't matter if she gets fat anymore because no one will be around to care there is your health to think about robin but you know. <laughs> yeah, i mean your quality of life might yeah. uh, tank as well yeah she's in the cheerleading squad now you know yeah and she must enjoy those things hmm <clears throat> um, then we cut to Elizabeth and George at the hospital with Enid. Yes, the doctors say they can uh, operate in the next few days. 
George tells Elizabeth how amazing Enid is for saving his life. Um, and Liz just like awkwardly changes the subject. Yeah. She starts um, talking to Enid about Jessica's cooking class and she gives Enid a raspberry torch that Jessica has made especially for Enid. Well, given what, given what happens on? when people eat food later on, mm-hmm. this is probably not a good idea. And now uh, all this time, George is standing awkwardly at the end of the bed. Yeah. Uh, and then he makes an excuse to leave. Yeah, and then, um, you know... Liz starts talking about the upcoming dance <laughs> to the girl who's new, like recently paralyzed from the waist down. He's like, oh, you know, just trying to impress this Jean-Pierre guy because she wants to take him to the dance, the big dance that all of us are going <laughs> to. We're going to go have a lovely dance with our legs. Um, and then back at home, George feels cheap and dishonest. Well, because yeah. you are. Because you are. Yeah, that's like, yeah, correct. His mum's got some news for him, though. The plane has been found. But uh, he's still sure they won't find anything wrong with it. He thinks it's all his fault. Yeah. And then we catch the day of Ina's operation. Yes. She's asked to see Elizabeth and George beforehand. Yeah, but Liz... In case she dies. In case she dies, yes. But of course, Liz still wants nothing to do with George, so they're just Mm. awkwardly sat there on their own, waiting. Yeah. George reassures her that sleep early doctors know exactly what they're doing. They fucking don't. I'm not sure about that. They definitely don't. Remember the the like, oh, just tell this person nice stories and they'll be better yeah. again. <laughs> um, And then, uh, so she makes them promise to wait outside until the operation's over. So they just have to sit there together. Yep. For however long. A few hours at least, I guess. I guess. It would be a while, wouldn't it? Because you've got sedation and stuff after. Mm. And then we go to Jessica at her cooking class. Yeah, she's busy telling Lila how incredible that Jean-Pierre is. They're making puff pastry and Jean-Pierre has told them it's one of the most important challenges a chef can face. It must be light and flaky. Sounds like Great British Bake Off. (laughs) Does it? I've never watched it. Oh, that's the sort of things they say before. Okay. Before they set the challenges. Right. They're like, this is the one the most important challenges you can face. <laughs> um, Jessica can't believe how sexy he makes the word sound. Yeah, I've never heard the words light and flaky sound sexy, to be no. honest. No, well, you've never heard it with a French accent, I guess. Might have done. Well, maybe. <laughs> I haven't, though. Um, and I've certainly never heard Jean-Pierre Baptiste say them. No. <laughs> Lila's complaining that the dough feels slimy. And that the class is a waste of time. Yep. Jessica says it's important to know how to cook. And then we get another one of her wild daydreams. Yes, we do. Jean-Pierre will take her to Paris and let her cook in one of his restaurants. People from all over the world will rave about her pastry. And this will make him fall madly in love with her. And make Lila Fowler really jealous. Of course. Lila tells Jess that he's too old for her, but she says, it's different in European countries. It's not. It's like, no. A pedophile <laughs> is still a pedophile. It's not. Um, yeah, I'm bearing in mind as well that Jessica won't date a guy who's one year younger than her. Like, one year is apparently hmm. the limit for her. Yeah. And Jean-Pierre's in his 20s. She's 16. She tells Lila he's going to be her date for the school dance, and Lila says she's insane. Yeah, she says you've completely flipped this time. But when he comes over and he tells Jessica she's a natural at pastry, she's now convinced that he's in love with her. It couldn't be that she just made good pastry. Yeah, <laughs> no. Must be in love with her. 
She's got another reason for working hard at the cookery class as well, though. Yeah, this is a bit of a sad, like, B-plot, this. Yeah, well, this is leading on to Runaway, our next book. I know. I'm nodding and smiling as you say it, because I'm excited. <laughs> There's a reason we're excited about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell everyone later. Yeah. But um, she's basically, she's sick of Elizabeth outshining her at gift-giving, because she's so, quote, perfect, organised, thoughtful, and loving. Yeah. But their parents' anniversary is coming up. Jessica usually forgets, but this year she wants to make them a special gourmet dinner. And Jean-Pierre can help her get that. And also, if she can get with Jean-Pierre at the same time, that's a bonus. Yeah. Back at the hospital, Ina's operation is done and she's okay. Yeah. She'll need physio until she can regain the use of her legs. But she can come home next week. Mm Mm-hmm. Liz and George are alone in the waiting room while Miss Ro- Mrs. Rollins goes in to see Enid first. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... yeah. He tells Liz while she's there that he has, she has to believe him um, that he won't do anything to hurt Enid. And Liz just shouts, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I will not believe you. <laughs> and then he says how hard it'll be on Enid if Elizabeth tells her. Yeah. And Elizabeth says, it's not your place to tell me how to treat Enid. My best friend. But she agrees that she won't say anything. And he George looks so unhappy that she actually feels a bit sorry for him. Yeah, it looks like he's not slept and he's just really upset. Mm. At school, Robin started falling behind on her work. And she has gained £10. Oh my God, she's morbidly obese now. <laughs> Ten whole pounds? So she's back on her diet. I say diet... Uh, you know, loose as a loose term. Um, yes. So she's just had a boiled egg for breakfast and a salad for lunch. Mm-hmm. And she's hungry and she's miserable. Yeah. Everyone at school's avoiding her, just like the old days. Yeah, Lila's ignored her. Apparently, Dee Dee and Suzanne even swapped teams in gym when uh, Robin joined them. That's because she's too fat. Because to... <laughs> she's too fat. <laughs> too fat to play now. <laughs> Don't want a fatty on their team, do they? <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing to do with the George thing <laughs> no this has got everything to do with Sweet Valley girls being bitches <laughs> but uh, she sees Liz in the in the study lounge um, which is a place I don't think we've visited before no new new uh, new room in Sweet Valley High and she begs Liz to tell her what's going on I don't get this she begs Liz she's like I don't understand what's going on and it's like well you know why Liz isn't speaking to you because she caught you both. Yeah, it like, should really be obvious people, what's going on. Well, yeah, A, it should be obvious what's going on anyway. But B, like, you know why Liz is out upset yeah. with you. Like, she made that perfectly clear, like, the day before. She begs Liz to go for a Sunday with her at Casey's. Uh, and Liz reluctantly agrees. Sounds like a nice place. <laughs> we'll go there next week. Yeah. Um, And when, when they get to Casey's, Liz feels like a traitor. Robin, of course, orders a huge ice cream sundae. And Saintly Liz just gets an iced tea. She? To keep her perfect size six figure. Robin. (laughs) Robin says she shouldn't get a sundae if she's gained weight. And Liz thinks she has gained weight. Yeah, she does. But she says, you look fine because she can't be bothered with small talk. (laughs) Okay. So that's her reasoning. She's like, I can't be bothered to have small talk, so I'll just say she looks fine, even though in Liz's opinion. She does look like hmm. she's gained weight. 
Robin Robin asks Liz why everyone's avoiding her, and Liz says, I'm not comfortable discussing this. Like, Liz, why did you think she'd ask you to go there? Yeah, why did you come here in the it first place? It was obviously to discuss this. Yeah, clearly. And then she goes and she's like, I'm not discussing this. Yeah, I just came <laughs> for a sun I just came for a nice tea. Yeah. But Robin keeps on at her until Liz admits that it's about George. And Robin says, uh, it's over with George unless And yeah. Liz says, Do you mean unless Ina gets better? Well, yeah, and, and Robin does kind of admit that, well, yeah, you know, if, if yeah. Enid was well, we'd be able to get on with our lives. And Liz says, I can't listen to any more of this. And she storms out, leaving Robin to pig out on the Sunday. Yes. Bet she, bet she does pig out on it. Tears falling into the ice cream. <laughs> so, it's dinner time. And Jessica asks to Alice, when can I cook a meal, Mum? And Alice says, I don't know. Are you sure you're up to it, dear? It's a bit rude. She's going to cooking classes. Your, quite frankly, bitch of a daughter is finally doing something constructive and nice and you shit all over it. The whole way through this book, they shit on everything she does. It's like, it's no wonder she's the way she is. Yeah. Uh, But Jessica is looking critically at Alice's barbecue chicken. Yeah. Not good enough, It's not fancy enough. Liz tells them all that Enid still isn't walking and the doctors have said she should be able to walk straight away. Yeah. So Ned, she's a bit worried. She's worried, but Ned says, you know, it may just be taking a little bit longer. It's nothing to worry about. And then Jessica's got some news. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. They've had a letter about their tour guide jobs. I thought we would never hear about those jobs again. Yeah. Like, never. Which, I thought that was book, done. Was that like book number two? It was ages something? ago. It was really early on. And I, I thought... It was, that was all night long, I think. Yeah, that, that was when she stayed out all night long <laughs> in the woods with... Uh, Scott. Scott. And uh, then she didn't turn up for the exam. That's right. And, and then Liz did the twin All night long. Thing. Is, uh, Let's but, look and see like, if there's a list in the front of this book. Four, five. It's early on. It's yeah. really early on. And I assumed we would never hear about this again, you know? All Night Long's book number five, yeah. And we're now on book 20. So 15 books later, the tour guide job they sat exams for and made a massive fuss over is finally being mentioned again. I honestly thought they'd never come back to it. So there's a problem, though. Yeah. They didn't provide transport to the tour centre and it's miles away. They're going to have to get the bus. No. Jessica says that... They worked so hard at getting accepted. It's like, no, you fucking didn't. Well, Liz did. Yeah, Liz sat two exams. Liz worked hard. Liz sat two exams and pretended to be you. You didn't do anything. No, nothing. (laughs) Um, But Alice gives them some good news. I thought this news was going to be that they were going to get the Jeep. Ah, uh, not quite it's yet. It's too soon. We got a long time. I remembered. I remembered as I read that double jeopardy happens after this, and there's still the Fiat. So yeah, we've got a long time to go before the Jeep comes. I'm so, in. I don't know why I'm so excited long, for this long damn time. Jeep. We've got years. Okay. <laughs> I think you're so excited about it because it's on the TV. Because it's show. on the TV show. Yeah, I think that's it. It's kind but of iconic. To me, like the red Fiat Spider is more iconic because because they have it I read, longer. I read the books before. Yeah. I watched the TV. Well, I, show, I the TV so. show was the only reference yeah. I had when we started doing this. So yeah. I, I wish the Fiat Spider had been in the TV show. Mm-hmm. And I wish Lila's Lime Green Triumph had been in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember think what she drives in that, actually. No. Um. So the good news is that Alice is getting a bigger car and the twins can have the Fiat Spider to keep. 
Yeah, Jess is like thrilled. She even like screams, I think. (laughs) And then Liz asks them if she can have a dinner party on Friday. Just her, Todd, Enid and George. Yeah. Again, that's a bit of a weird thing for a teenager to ask for. It's pretty weird. Like these teenagers are like wearing silk blouses, doing gourmet cooking classes, having dinner parties. Yep. Just go out and get pissed with your mates in like wild house parties. Go find a bridge and get pissed under it with your friends yeah, like everybody sake. else. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Liz wants a dinner party. Yeah. Um, well, fortunately, she can do that because uh, it turns out, and Ned is very uh, creepy about this, <laughs> that uh, they, they've got a, a date that night. Ned says, um, Alice says, well, we're going out that evening anyway. And Ned's like, you're not kidding. We're on a date. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, it's such a creepy, weird thing for a dad to say in front of I his know. kids. They're always going like, out anyway, I know. parents, aren't they? Jessica says oh, that she's God. going you remember, to... The... You remember Sexy Ned? I do. It <laughs> was going through my mind. Ugh. Jessica says that she's going to the library to get out some cookbooks. The class is graduating to Chicken Cordon Bleu next week. I can't, wow. I can't pronounce that. Cordon Bleu. I'm, gl- I'm just glad you pronounced it rather than me trying, to be honest. Cordon Bleu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And... Uh, she yeah they're graduating to cordon bleu next week and mm. she wants to be ready and ned says are you the same girl who i ha- won't even help me barbecue burgers well she's been trying she tried yesterday you just told her she yeah, wasn't good no, enough yeah. <laughs> and she tells him that uh oh, more words i can pronounce pronounce now she tells him that burgers are gauche yeah gauche I, burgers are now beneath her. Burgers are gauche and she likes haute food. <laughs> I didn't say any of that I have right. no idea what those words even are. I've never even heard of them. <laughs> no. Maybe Jessica just made them up. She might have done. I don't Let know. Let us know. Anybody that knows French. Yeah, I did we, do it I, for four years in school, but I, I was know nothing. a German student for reference. I was just a shit French student. Oh, I forgot <laughs> all of my German the day after my exams. But um, yeah, she says she says that they're gauche, they're gauche, and I like hout. <laughs> I'm just not saying any of this right. But they probably don't know what that means. Well, well neither, we don't. neither do we. So yeah, correct. <laughs> and then uh, and then we cut to Liz's dinner party. She's made a spaghetti. Mm. Classic. It's a she bit should, gauche, isn't it? She should have asked Jessica to cook. Well, she fucking like, shouldn't, because. Uh... Oh wow. <laughs> Um, oh, Enid's fu- already paralysed Todd Bloody Todd He's put on classical music I know It's but... like they're 50 years old these kids What are they doing? I don't know I, I don't know Like what dinner, dinner to... party's bad enough Dinner party with classical music Now you're crossing the line Even we at, like in our mid-30s Don't have dinner parties with classical music on At 14 <laughs> 16 it... No at four it... Oh sorry Twins it yeah. was all Johnny Buck. Yeah. And within two years, it's like all oh, classical that's, that's, music they're over now. That now. Yeah. Didn't they go? They went to a classical bloody concert as well at one point, didn't they? Where they were going to. They were really excited yeah. about going to see some some classical music. Yeah. I can't remember of that, but I, it does ring it's a little bell. Vaguely. Um. So Enid's still not walking. George actually ha- has to carry her in. 
for some reason. I'm not sure why I didn't just wheel her in in the fucking yeah, wheelchair. God knows. <laughs> for some reason, he has to carry her in. Maybe maybe the Wakefield house has got steps going up to it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, and Liz says to Todd, I can't bear Ina being treated like an invalid. Oh, my goodness. At dinner, Ina's really overly cheerful and forced. Do you think it's time for another Special Olympics? Yeah. Oh, hey, you no. got someone that can actually use a wheelchair as a person mm-hmm. with a heart condition. Yeah. Um, Enid says at dinner she's the luckiest girl in the whole world and she goes on and on about how much George is doing for her. Apparently he won't let her go anywhere on her own. Mm. I, don't, I wouldn't say that's a good thing, really. It's not a good thing. Um, she also makes it clear that she's been missing rehab sessions. Mm-hmm. She feels the nurses are pressuring her and she's still too weak. Yeah, Liz is uh, is really worried that Enid's not helping herself, basically. Um, and the rest of the evening's really awkward. Yeah, it, it's 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 super awkward. George keeps looking at his watch, and he hasn't even looked at Enid directly the whole night. Yeah, he won't look her in the eyes. The thing <clears throat> is, I was like, I can see two sides of this, right? Because on the one hand, yes, George is clearly off with Enid, so that's awful, right? Mm-hmm. But I am also like, Liz, he knows that you know... And you've put yourselves in very intimate situations where he knows you know yeah. what he's done. So he's going to be a bit awkward anyway. Like, mm. like this is a horrible, this is an awkward situation for him to be in that you've created here. Yeah. And eventually George says, I've got some work to do, so I've got to go home. But he suggests that Enid stays and gets the lift home from Todd or Liz. Yeah, and Enid says that's fine and agrees, but she's clearly sad. Mm. And as soon as he's gone, Enid apologises for his rudeness. And Liz says, it's fine. It's good to get you alone. And she suggests they watch a video. Yeah. And then Enid's like, no, nah, I'm tired. I want to go home. <laughs> it's like, you literally like... You could have got a lift home with yeah, George. Yeah, he's literally left like a few minutes ago. Yeah. But then, but then like George is gone. And now she's sat in his house with Liz and Todd and this fucking classical music playing. She's like, fuck it. Like, this yeah, is I'd a terrible idea. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Todd and Liz give her a lift. As they leave, Liz worries about leaving all the dirty dishes. Yeah, but she feels that, you know, Alice and Ned will understand given the circumstances. They head to the car and Todd, fucking Todd, in an attempt to lighten the mood, basically asks Enid, oh, how am I meant to get your... your, your, How am I meant to get you in this fucking car? Like, (laughs) like, how do I do this? And uh, amazingly, Enid's not amused. She's just, you know, she doesn't laugh. She doesn't find it funny <laughs> that she's paralysed from the waist down. Yeah, good joke, Todd. Well done, Todd. Um, meanwhile, Jessica's been in her room reading cookbooks. Of course. And then we get another, another daydream. I know, this book Book's is too good to us. She she looks around her messy bedroom and she imagines how it would look in People magazine when she's a famous chef. She says out loud... At home, the artist usually spends her evenings thumbing through new recipes. That is, when she's not out dancing with her talented boyfriend, Jean-Pierre Baptiste. Mm. Um, And she's decided to ask JP to the dance herself. She's going to do it. Monday uh, night. Sorry, I, oh. I've written JP. So I, might, I might keep accidentally saying JP. Oh, that's Jean-Pierre, okay. but you know who I mean. I, I, I do my, that later my, on, I was writing somewhere. Jean-Pierre. So many... Bloody I was going to say to you, I've written I Jean-Pierre like in this book more than... Because I, I couldn't put Jean, because I thought maybe it is Jean-Pierre is like the first... <clears throat> yeah. So I was like, I have Plus to write it. Plus it sounds better. It does sound Jean-Pierre. way better. Yeah. 
Um, Jean-Pierre Baptiste is a fantastic I know, movie. it really is. And I was very excited because, just to cut away from this book for This a cannot minute, be a coincidence. I read The Sweet Life last week, which, for those that don't know, is the twins in their 30s. Um, and it's not Sweet Valley Confidential. It's after Sweet Valley Confidential. It's the apology for Sweet Valley Confidential. And it was br- it was brilliant. You see, you were well impressed. Yeah, yeah, Sweet Valley Confidential did not like the Sweet Life. Loved. So it was originally like a six part e serial online, and then they made it into one big hardback. But anyway, in the Sweet Life, Jessica's organising a work event, and apparently she's hired a French chef called Jean Pierre. And I was like, oh my god. It's got it's, to be. It's got to be the Jean-Pierre. I, I refuse to accept that it's anything but. But yeah, even she decided to ask Jean-Pierre to the dance herself. Even though it was only a small dance, it wasn't even at the country club. Yeah. It's at the school gym. Yeah, it's it's literally a school dance with a 16-year-old in, a gym. in school. I'm sure like some guy in his old. 20s yeah. didn't want to do that. Actually, yeah, sorry, in his 20s. Yeah. Could potentially be like 29. Yeah. Um... And she thinks about how jealous Lila and Kara will be, of course. And then she thinks how pleased her parents will be when she serves in the meal she's cooked. And Liz will have forgotten about the anniversary because of Enid. She'll pretend Liz helped with something easy, like cooking the rice. And Liz will feel like a jerk. Yeah, well, basically, she wants Liz to feel how she feels every year. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's trying to do something nice for her lovely parents who then burst in the fucking door. (laughs) screaming yep at her about the dishes that elizabeth left yeah so basically they blame jessica for leaving the kitchen in an absolute state even though they know that liz has just had a dinner party i know and and jessica's trying to explain herself and they won't let her talk i no. just keep shouting at her about it and then when jess finally gets through to alice like they are elizabeth yeah Alice doesn't apologise. She just starts nagging Jess about her bedroom. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, well, it's really hard to tell the difference between my two daughters. And also, clean your fucking room up. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 you got caught out. And now you you refuse to apologise. You're just going to pick on something else, Hmm. like, to have a go at her for. Jessica says nobody ever accuses Elizabeth of making a mess. But, I mean, to be fair, Elizabeth doesn't usually make a mess. Well, what she did quite rightly say is that if it was the other way around, they never would have accused Liz. Yeah. Um, Which is absolutely right. And Alice denies this, but that is absolutely the truth. If it was mm. the other way around, they wouldn't have dreamt of going up to Liz's room and blaming her. Jessica storms up to her bedroom and she thinks she'll show them all. They'll be sorry when she cooks them the best dinner they've ever had. <laughs> like, that's a weird way to get revenge on somebody, but okay. Yeah. Like, they'll be sorry. I know what I'll do to get back at them. I'll cook them the best meal ever. And they will eat it mournfully. <laughs> and they will, yeah. <laughs> so... On Sunday, Ina's moping at home. She's waiting for George, who's half an hour late. And hasn't been over all weekend. Mm-hmm. She's noticed uh, he hasn't kissed her all week either. Oh, my God. But she tells herself he's probably just feeling guilty about the accident. When he finally turns up, he tries to get her to come out of her wheelchair, but she says she's still not ready. Yeah. There's a long, awkward silence. Uh, let's just be honest at this point he wants her to stand up out of the wheelchair so that he can finish with yeah her. that's basically where we're at with george the second now. she stands up <laughs> he's like, like, right, right well done you. you're walking by the way you dumped yep um i mean this is someone who would consider dumping her on a plane in so mid-flight i wouldn't put this past him no so uh 
she asks him if he wants to go to the dance on Friday. She says it'll be fun, even though she can't dance. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. And she's like, are you angry at me? And he's like, of course I'm not angry. <laughs> like, I just enjoy raising my voice. Yeah. And she tells him that he's all she's got left. Aww. Why are Robin and Enid like so obsessed with this jerk with no personality at all from what I can say, say, see? Like, yeah. They're both like two like great girls. They're just moping over this fucking loser. <laughs> Jackass. Like, oh, like my world is over. He is nice enough to kneel down and give her a hug. Hmm. Which I, I, I know it wasn't, but I couldn't help when reading it. It just sounded really patronizing. Yeah. And like, you know, Robin's there like messing up her, her grades, her diet. Her health. Like, yeah. And Enid's like stopping herself from, from recovering. Yeah. All for George. Yeah, and, and also Robin's like losing all of her looking. friends and stuff yeah. as well. Um, but Enid thinks to herself, if she loses George, she, quote, might not be able to go on. Jesus. Like, this is getting really bad now. This is getting terrible, yeah. Because um, Enid's not usually one to be dramatic. No, and although she is paralysed from the waist down, the doctors have been <clears throat> clear. She is fine. Like, yeah. She'll get over this. She just needs to go through the therapy and stuff and she'll be all right. So we cut to the cookery class. Lila has had enough. <laughs> she says not even a sexy French accent is worth ruining two silk blouses for. Why did you wear the second? I know. Why you did think you wear after the what happened time? to the first one, you'd be like, okay, I won't wear silk blouses to cooking class anymore. She did the same anymore. thing twice. Brilliant. Just wore a fucking another one, yeah. Um, and she says she quits. And Jessica says, see how far you get when you've got to entertain important people. And Lila's like, I've got slaves for that's that. what servants are for. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Jessica asks Lila if she looks okay, because today's the day. She's going to stay behind after class and ask Jean- Jean-Pierre to the dance. And yeah. Lila tells her she looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> who, needs, who needs enemies when you've got I know, I friends know. like that? She's got flour on her nose, and Lila also says that her apron makes her look weird. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Lila also points out that, again, that Jean-Pierre is too old to go to a high school dance. Yeah, as I said, this is a good way for him to get himself arrested. And uh, Jessica says, Unless you're Mr. Collins, you cannot be hanging around with 16-year-old girls. (laughs) And Jessica says, yeah, but he won't be going with just anyone. And also, he's probably got a thing for American girls. French men always do in movies. Well, I'd like to think he had a thing for American women. Yeah. Not girls. Not girls. In high school. 16-year-old high school girls. Also, you know, Jessica's literally been attacked by... Because Jack was in his 20s. Yes. She's literally just been attacked by somebody. She's got over that fast. I mean, we're saying on the outside a week since then. Two weeks max. Mm. And she's already about to potentially make the same mistake. Yeah, not that I'm saying Jean-Pierre will attack her. but No, but just that she's not learned she, at all. In real life, you'd be a bit more cautious. You'd think, after especially after something that. like that. Yeah. You'd, you'd probably give guys a rest for a couple of months. Well, and even then, you'd be careful and cautious. Yeah. Um. But Lila says, look, I've had enough. You can stay and play kitchen with Maurice, Matisse, or whatever his name is, until you die. Wow. (laughs) Matisse. Matisse Baptiste. (laughs) Matisse Baptiste. (laughs) 
So after class, Jessica takes ages packing away. Like, I imagine this to be just so blatant. Like, yeah. Like, just, like when she was at the pool with, um, yeah, with walking, Jack walking, walking in, in front, back of and Jack front. over yeah. and over again. Yeah. So she's doing it so that she's going to be left alone with Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre tells her what a great chef she is and he asks if she'd like to take the intermediate class. Jess says she'd love to. And as she takes her apron off, she thinks, now's the moment when he'll take a second look at me and realise I'm a beautiful young woman. But then the she door... Sa- she says it like taking the apron off will like suddenly transform her into a different person. Yeah, she's like, surprise, <laughs> I bought the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I guess Lila did say the apron made her look weird. Mm. So maybe she's like, oh, this is why he hasn't fancied me. This is why he hasn't asked me out. Imagine if the she, apron makes me look weird. Uh, imagine if she took the apron off and Jean-Pierre looked at her and was like, oh my God, you're a child. Who are you? <laughs> oh yeah, you're a child, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, a beautiful redhead storms in. Yeah, the door swings open. She hugs J- uh, Jean-Pierre. JP. Keep saying JP. You're like, you've written. written it like Elizabeth writes the Oracle. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jean-Pierre introduces the redhead as his wife. Yeah, Liz- Lisbeth. 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 <laughs> That's definitely correct. Okay. Lisbeth. And Jessica thinks... But he looked so unmarried. <laughs> you, 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 sir, have the look of an unmarried man. <laughs> she feels stupid, but she thinks, well, at least I can still impress my parents on Friday. Yeah, she's still going to stay on the course because she's she really does want to yeah, impress her she, parents. Yeah, she gets over Jean-Pierre fast. Yeah, I, I think she's heartbroken well, by it, but she really does want to impress her parents mm-hmm. with his cooking. On Wednesday afternoon, Elizabeth has told Todd that she thinks Enid is depressed. Yeah, she's still not come back to school. Uh, she's fallen behind in her in her work, and she's become socially distant. We're all socially distant nowadays. Yeah, this was the eighties, <laughs> though. <laughs> We've become socially distant, not with each other. We're in a bubble. We are in a bubble. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, we are, though, by pure coincidence, probably about two metres apart due to the distance of the mics right now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Todd kisses the tip of her nose. Oh, I got again. that as well. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you were going to notice that. <laughs> and he says, if anyone can cheer her up, it's you, Liz. So Liz goes over to Enos to help her pick out a dress to wear to the dance. And Enos shows Liz how she's learned to wheel herself around now, so she won't need anyone to push her. Yeah, Liz says, well, you know, you won't be needing that much longer anyway. And then Liz is really surprised when Enid says uh, she wants to double date with her and Todd. Yeah, I mean, this this kind of starts Liz off feeling horrible because she, she just can't bring herself to tell Enid the truth about George. Mm. This is the one time, by the way... <clears throat> Where I will give Liz this. This is this is the first time she's had a secret that is really hard to deal with because of the situation that someone's yeah. in. It's like, okay, this might be the first time, Liz, where you've actually... I think she should tell Enid, though. So do I. Because, you know, your best friend... Like, if your best friend's yeah. boyfriend is, You'd has know. an affair, you tell them. I'd want to no know, what the situation regardless. Is. Absolutely. Yeah. But whereas normally it's just <clears throat> purely Liz being an idiot, this time around I'm like, okay... I can kind of see something here. Hmm. Um, and yeah, Enid confides in this. She's been feeling like George hates her and she thinks it's because of the accident. And yeah. Elizabeth wishes she could tell her the truth. 
like she can yeah i mean like you you, you could but she knows it's not her place it is her place yeah you're our best like we friend just said as the best friend you're, you're absolutely right who's caught george cheating it is your place to say it absolutely is um and by the way by the way to make things worse um you had the power to tell her before she got in the plane and got crippled yeah exactly yeah which must weigh... You'd think that would weigh heavily on Liz because if she'd actually told her when she found yeah. out, he wouldn't have been in the bloody oh plane God. in the first place. This is all Elizabeth's fault. It kind of is. For keeping her damn secrets. Yeah. And then we cut to the dance. The droids are playing. The I feel like it's been playing. ages. It has been a while since the droids have played somewhere. It was the running joke of the first, like, six, seven books. And then they, yeah. did, uh, they did back off with the droids. Well, um, they are back. Jessica is at the dance and she looks around and she can't believe how incredible the sports hall looks. Um, and she thinks that the dance committee, another committee, <laughs> uh, did a really good job. And I've put a note here saying, I am so glad we didn't have to hear about this committee. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad this just happened. That does sound more interesting than, than the committees we've had so far. We have had some really boring committees. Yeah. Not that I think committees are very action-packed generally, but... A dance one would be better. Yeah. yeah. Jessica's actually ended up going to the dance with Ken. Yeah, apparently he's not as sexy or mysterious as uh, Jean-Pierre, but he's a lot of fun at parties. So, And he's also apparently an amazing dancer, surprisingly. I can't I wouldn't help... have placed him as an amazing dancer. Me either. He's, he, he's a bit big and yeah. jockey and, yeah. you know. Although I, I, I still think of, like, little Ken. Imagine yeah. little Ken dancing. Yeah. Jessica knew she looked her best. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and lovely Ken bought her a rose. Aww. So Mr. Collins, you know that guy? <sighs> he looks like Robert Redford. He's got strawberry blonde hair, laughing blue eyes. Always hangs around with kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. He looks even more dashing than usual in a white linen jacket and navy blue trousers. Brilliant. And guess who he's dancing with? He's dancing with Nora Dalton, mm-hmm. Mrs. Dalton. Ken and Jessica think it looks like they've fallen in love. Well, I think there might be something in it as well. Me too. Jess also thinks this is good news for Lila because <clears throat> Mrs. Dalton uh, had been dating George Fowler for a while and Lila fucking hated that. <laughs> um, Jessica also spots Robin and she thinks, oh, she's gained a bit of weight. <laughs> Robin's come with a friend of her cousin's because she couldn't get a date now that she's back to yeah, being a social outcast. She's had to resort to some guy called Stan who yeah. we'll never hear about again. Apparently he's got thick glasses. He's barely here as well because hmm. like what happens in a bit? Like where does Stan go? He's know. just outside on his own like I've got no way of getting home. Uh, Lila's come with a sophomore called Louis Scott who's boring and nearly broke her foot. Yes, he almost broke her foot while uh, while trying. Uh, almost broke her feet whilst they uh, tried to dance. Mm-hmm. Jess then looks up and uh, <laughs> sees Enid coming, and Jess says, "Quote: Speaking of broken feet, <laughs> look who's just come in." And the whole gym stares at Enid like she's a freak. And Lila says, oh, "Holy!" Is... Oh my god! Lila says, "How inappropriate." Who'd dream of showing up to a dance in a wheelchair? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. And Jess giggles. Like, I thought Jess was being nice now, but... Yeah, not really. Giving up on that. Um, They then, of course, notice, as George walks in with Enid, that Robin is staring at George. Mm. And George is staring back. 
Jessica thinks she's never seen two people look so hopelessly in love. Enid tells Liz that she feels awful and out of place. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. She says, whoever heard of a cripple coming to a dance? Oh, damn. And Liz reassures her she looks fine and then is like, see you later, I'm going off to dance yeah, with Todd. But anyway, here's Todd. You're upset. I'm just going to go off and dance with my boyfriend with my working legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but luckily, a bunch of girls come over. <clears throat> Caroline Pierce, Dee Dee, um, and a bunch of others. And they come over to yeah. speak to Enid. And they're trying um, to be nice. Yeah, it's Caroline, Olivia, Dee Dee, and a whole massive gang. Yeah. Because uh, George has gone off to get some drinks. Um, they ask her loads of questions. She's really uncomfortable. Yeah. So she looks around for George. He's at the bar. He's having an intense looking conversation with Robin. Oh my goodness. A horrible thought crosses mm. Enid's mind. She's heard that Robin split up with Alan recently for a secret guy. Mm. She feels suspicious. So when George gets back, she tells him to go and have a dance with somebody. And he's he's like, are you sure you don't mind? And she says she doesn't mind, but she does mind. Like, classic girl move. Like, yeah, I don't mind at all. I really mind. Yeah, classic girl <laughs> move, which he misreads. But it misreading oh, course, is one though, thing. I know. What... Mis- yeah, so misreading that and going to dance with someone when clearly she doesn't want you to mm. would be one thing. But what does he fucking do? He goes and dances with Robin. He he just can't control himself. No, and and um, I I don't have the exact quote here, but he holds her really close, puts his head on her shoulder, like it's a like a proper mm. close dance. It's not even you know. And it's noticed by Enid. Yeah. And then weirdly, we just cut to Liz telling Todd what had happened, rather than them telling us. As it happens. Yeah, so it then cuts to later in the night with uh, Liz and Todd uh, discussing how awful it was, but that George did actually look quite happy to have it out in the open. Yeah. And then... So basically, George had come back over to Enid. Yeah. Enid blew up at him and demanded to know if he was in love with Robin. And uh, he didn't need to answer because his face said it all. Yeah. Uh, And then she said, take me home. So they have this conversation, and oh, then immediately oh, after, Todd and Liz talk about how great they are as a fucking yeah. couple again. So for, first of all, Todd suggests that Elizabeth goes over and checks on Enid. Yeah, reasonable. But she, she's like, nah. Yeah, just, she'll be fine. I'll just stay here and have a great time with you. She only suggested that without George, she'd be fucking suicidal yeah, the other day, yeah. but I'm sure she'll be all right on her own. I want to stay and dance. Yeah, I want to dance with you, Todd. And and yeah, then she thinks smugly how lucky she is to have Todd. These these fucking two, honestly. And then uh, he tells her he's taking her to an expensive restaurant called the Palomar House to celebrate their monthly anniversary. Like, where do these kids get their money from? Monthly anniversary. How long have they been together now? They must be insufferable. <laughs> and yeah, where does Todd get all this money from? That's true. He's driving around in this beat-up old Datsun. Is that because <clears throat> he spends all his money on like monthly Yeah, they make a massive point meals? of saying how expensive this restaurant is. Yeah. But this reminds her she's forgotten about her parents' anniversary. Oh, no. Todd suggests she gets them a dinner and a theatre package. And I was like, damn it. I really wanted her to forget. Yeah, so did I. (laughs) I really wanted Jess to actually do this. Yeah. On Sunday night, Elizabeth finally managed to catch up with Enid. Yeah. She she did try twice on Saturday. Um, 
But Enid wasn't there, wasn't home. Couldn't be bothered on Friday, but Saturday yeah. she's doing it a go. And uh, she, yeah, she was just having too good of a time at the she's dance. Having a great time <laughs> to at worry the dance, about her friend so, uh, yeah. potentially killing herself. But um, Enid said it's all fine. It was hmm. just a dance with Robin. It's not yeah. a problem. She acts really weird. Yeah. She says, look, it was just a misunderstanding. And then she says, George won't leave me anyway as, as long as I'm... Uh... And then she looks down at her wheelchair. Yeah. And Elizabeth says, well, like, why would you want him to stay with you if he was in love with Robin? Yeah. And she says, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be with me unless he wanted to be. Like Enid says, he wouldn't be with me unless he wanted to be. Yeah, she kind of says, like, he'll stay with me as long as I'm in this chair, but then immediately contradicts that by saying, yeah. oh, he wants to stay with me. It's like, mm. She also tells Elizabeth she's made no progress with the physio and that she's never going to walk again. Yeah, she basically says, no, I'm clearly paralyzed for life. That's yeah. that. <laughs> That's that. Give up. Back at home, Jessica's doing a trial run for Friday. She's cooking a cold seafood salad containing mussels, crabs, lobster, and, of course, clams. Clams. Um, Elizabeth tells her what Enid said, and Jessica says, well, look at it from Enid's point of view. She's not got much to gain from walking. It's like, well... <laughs> no! <laughs> only apart from the fact that she can live a normal life. What's walking ever done for I know, us? I know. But she she does say uh, she says look as soon as she starts walking George is going to go back to Robin. She's right. So two hours later everyone's full of fish from Jessica's meal. Not for long. But one by one they start turning pale and running to the bathroom and puking up. I actually wasn't sure what was going on at first because <laughs> Liz just says excuse me and just gets up and runs away and I was like is she mad at Jess or something? It's a massive coincidence as well. It's it's all like one after another. They, they, it's in synchronized. Yeah, it's yeah. synced. Completely, yeah. perfectly synchronized. Um, so eventually it's just Ned and Jessica left. And Ned sternly asks uh, Jessica, what she put in the salad? And she says, I worked so hard to get the muscles open after I steamed them. And of course, Ned says, muscles are meant to open by themselves and yeah. and if you if they don't open you're not meant to use them yeah it means they've gone bad and everyone has a massive go at jessica again i know like, uh... <laughs> uh jessica's the only one who isn't sick because she was so busy preparing the food that she didn't get to eat much of it yeah now i don't have kids but i would like to think if i did and this happened i'd be annoyed but i wouldn't say that to them i'd just be like oh you know yeah, it's not your like, fault you tried like, your best. you fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit <laughs> why can't you be more like liz <laughs> later on elizabeth calls todd and she tells him that she's got a plan to help enid but she can't tell him what it is so it's oh, a not secret. this again like why mention it then yeah why call him to tell him that you've got a plan that you can't tell him about yep so on Monday, Enid's mum visits Elizabeth uh, because she's worried about Enid. Yeah. She's given up on her physio and all she does is sleep. Um, Mrs. <clears throat> Rollins has also been to the doctor mm -hmm. who has confirmed, no, as we said before, the surgery was a complete success. She is fine. Yeah. They think it's a psychological block. Yeah. Liz, for some reason, can't bring herself to just tell her about George. Hmm. She lies and says, oh, I don't know what could be wrong with her. Elizabeth wants to talk to an outsider about this. 
Even though she won't tell her boyfriend, she won't tell Ina's mum. Who like, could she possibly yeah, who could she tell? Tell. Hmm. Oh, I just can't think. Who would she go to instead of her boyfriend? Who are you going to call? <laughs> Mr. Collins. Oh, yes. So she just goes over to Mr. Collins' house. Like, that's normal and appropriate for a student to do. Yeah. And Guess who's there? Well, I couldn't believe this. So first of all, she opens <laughs> the, the door and, uh, and immediately is welcomed in by Mr. <clears throat> Collins. Immediately, Teddy runs up and hugs her leg. And I'm glad because I love Teddy. We <laughs> love Teddy. I'm happy to see Teddy. Um, and it's nice to hear that he's no longer red and blotchy and crying on the yeah. sofa, which is where we <laughs> left him last time. Yeah. Um, but there's someone else in the room. Miss Dalton. And she's wearing an apron. Even though she's apparently there to brainstorm ideas for a class fundraiser. Well, I think Mr. Collins panicked and was like, uh, yeah. she's here to do school stuff. So Liz ends up telling both of us in the situation. And Miss Dalton says Liz is a very perceptive young woman with a keen understanding of human nature. No, she isn't. <laughs> I know. Liz says she has a plan, but she's going to need to borrow... <laughs> Excuse t- me. Can I borrow your son? Yeah, she says I'm going to need to borrow Teddy. Mr. Collins just agrees, like, without questioning why. He's just like, sure. Yeah, sure. Like, Why my six-year-old? For reasons you're not going to tell me. Yeah. Why not? So later on, Jessica's feeling down about the whole muscle incident. Clam incident. What was it? I think it was clams. The clams. Well, clams or muscles, one or the other. Yeah. Um, She'd also heard Lizbeth. uh, She'd heard from one of the other students that Lizbeth can't even bake brownies. So she guesses that Jean-Pierre doesn't find cooking ability attractive in women. And it's like, it's maybe because you're not a woman, you're a schoolgirl. Yeah, probably. It's like, oh, he didn't fall for me because I cooked good pastry. That's it then. He doesn't find cooking ability attractive. <laughs> yeah. But she's planned the new menu for Friday for Ned and Alice's meal. Yeah. And she's very excited. There's no seafood involved this time. Mm-hmm. It's veal piccata, string beans, wild rice and... Raspberry tort, the same as she made for Enid. Well, Enid is still alive, so we can assume from that that <laughs> the raspberry tort might be okay. The whole family, though, they're still winding her up. Well, Jess actually offers to help Alice with the cooking. Um, and Alice is like... No thanks. No thanks, not after last time. It's like, Jess just got her cooking diploma, right? Mm. Like, literally, she's just got this. Um... You know, she's doing really well. She's applying herself to something. And they just, yeah, they're just awful to her. Alice tells her not to be so sensitive. And she thinks it's okay for Elizabeth to be sensitive. But on Friday, I'll be the good daughter. Yeah. So the Wakefields go out for some Mexican food. Yeah, this is uh, Wednesday now. It's Wednesday. And George gets, uh, uh, sorry, Ned gets all lawyery about George and Robin. And he's like, do you have evidence? They're still teasing Jessica as well about the food poisoning. Um, And then when Liz tells them all latest on Enid, um, Jessica says it's all George's fault. And then Ned's like, how do you know that she's been really been seeing, that George has really been seeing Robin? Um, Would they stand up in court? He says to Jessica she could be accused of slander. Um, Well, not really, because she has seen things. Yeah, and then when Elizabeth tells them it's true, Ned's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's like, again, they were just... Double standards. Being a shit to Jessica. Yeah, absolutely. 
Liz says that Ian is being manipulative, even though it's not deliberate. And she says she does actually feel a bit sorry for George. And Ned says, I knew I could count on you to be objective, Elizabeth. Unlike your awful sister. Yeah, this pisses Jessica off even more. Understandably. Yeah. They have really treated her badly in this book. And then Liz pulls out the theatre tickets. And Jessica wails that she was going to surprise him with a dinner on Friday night. And they're like, oh, we're still not over Sunday's meal. (laughs) I know. And this is like, no... This was going to be your daughter's anniversary present to you. At least be like, oh, no, well, maybe we could do it the day. You know, let's let's do it another time. Not, oh, well, we barely recovered from the last time you tried that. It's like she's trying to do something nice for you guys. And Jessica thinks, as usual, Elizabeth's come up smelling of roses and I'm just a thorn. Oh. That week at school, Elizabeth apologizes to Robin and Robin gracefully forgives her. Yeah. But she says you were wrong, though. Yeah, she explains that the car was outside her house because George came over to split up with her in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, she also explains that, that she does love George. She's mm. in love with George. Um, but, the, you know, and he wants to be with her too, but they will not because of Enid's condition. Yeah, and George has figured out that Enid's refusing to get better to keep hold of him. And he's sick of it, Yeah, basically. Yeah, he's had enough. He actually wants them to just... He actually wants to just be with Robin now. Yeah. But Robin has said no. Mm. Um, And then um, Robin tells Liz what a loyal friend she is. She's like, what? This no, is the, the point in the book, because you told me. Where just the praise starts. Just the praise for Liz. Well, actually, I suppose it started with the, the with Ned and Alice. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Basically, the, ne- the next... 20 pages 20 or so? pages of just everyone praising Liz. Yep. So yeah, Elizabeth says, uh, Robin says what a loyal friend Elizabeth is, how fucking amazing she is. And it's like, she's not a loyal friend. She didn't tell Enid and she treated you badly, Robin. Yeah. Um, And Robin says, I wish, I wish I could be just like you. <laughs> Good God. That night, Elizabeth puts her plan in motion. The, the secret plan. Yeah. She tells Enid to come over to her house tomorrow night. And she says it's important. And then uh, she gives uh, Mr. Collins a call who uh, instructs Teddy that the next day he will uh, go over to Liz and uh, do whatever she asks him to do, yeah. basically. Just just, just do it, whatever it is. Mr. Collins says, I suppose you want to recruit Boy Wonder to help you with this mysterious plan. I would want to know what the plan was. I'd I know. be like, well, I just need... It's my son, my six-year-old son... I might be cool with it. I just need to know. What are you going to do? Um, So Elizabeth asked to speak to Teddy and she asks him if he's a good swimmer. And he says, I'm the best. I was in the sharks at summer camp. Aww. (laughs) So she tells him to come to her house for a swim tomorrow and he'll get his big assignment. So the next day, Teddy and Enid have arrived at the Wakefields and Teddy has been briefed. Yes. Liz tells Enid to keep an eye on Teddy while she goes and grabs some drinks and she warns Teddy to stay away from the edge of the pool. So he doesn't. Enid, well, Enid protests, by the way, as Liz is leaving. She's like, uh, I'm paralysed. Yeah. I, I can't do anything about this. <laughs> yeah. Teddy starts wheeling his toy truck around the edge of the pool and he ignores Enid when she shouts at him to get back. Teddy falls in. Yeah, he drops the truck in and jumps in after it. 
Enid screams for Liz, but Liz doesn't come. Like, this is a very dangerous gamble here. There are a number of problems with <clears throat> this. Although I guess I guess Teddy can actually swim, so... But she's only taking Teddy's word for it that he can swim. Yeah. Like, he was he's a six-year-old kid. Come on. But he might not have been. That could have been like yeah. a complete fabrication that a six-year-old just been, dreamt yeah. up. Like, oh yeah, I'm the best swimmer ever. I'm Aquaman. So... Um, but, and also... Also, it's been clear. Enid will make a 100% recovery with extensive rehab, which she has not had yeah. or gone to. Also, she's not really going to be at her strongest after she's been sat in a chair for a few weeks. That's what weeks. I mean. She, even if she hadn't and had the injury. she might even be traumatized about swimming again. She put her in the water. In water. I know. The accident literally was caused in yeah. the water. I know. Oh. But... um. Liz just ignores Ina's screams and meanwhile Teddy's pretending to drown. I wish that I, I kind of wish this book ended with Liz coming out and finding Ina drowned in the water. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I kind of wish this book ended with Teddy dying. No, not Teddy. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't want Ina to die either. I just, I just want <laughs> Liz to learn. Yeah, like this was a shit plan. Or like that to drag Ina down and then plan. Like, resuscitate her and stuff. It's like this is a really yeah, dumb it's idea. Like now you've Liz. caused another accident. Yeah. After you caused Ian's first accident, really? Yeah, technically. In a way. I think so. But, um, Ina leaps off out of the chair. It's a fucking miracle. <laughs> um, she runs in after Teddy. And sinks like a stone. <laughs> <laughs> and when Elizabeth comes back, Teddy says, Ina saved my life. She ran to the pool. Yeah. And Ina's like, it just happened. I don't know how. I didn't stop to think. No. This worked, right? Enid is is cured. She managed to walk. But if I was Enid right now, I would be furious. I'd be like, okay, that worked, but you nearly drowned a child, to prove your point. Because she doesn't know at this point that Teddy can even swim. Mm. So I would be fuming. And also, you didn't know that my legs were going to work. Like, doing it in this way, there was a real possibility I would have drowned. Yeah. Or just fallen over and hit my head. Um, this was a terrible idea. But instead mm. of that, Enid's like, you <clears throat> are literally Jesus. Yeah. You are the best thing <laughs> that has ever happened, ever. And Jessica hears the commotion and she comes out. Um, and when they tell her what happened, she's like, but Teddy's an excellent swimmer. Everybody knows Teddy was in the sharks. Mm. And Enid works out what Elizabeth has done from that. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, She's like, you're amazing, Elizabeth. Well. And she just heaps loads of praise on her. She's not the only one, though, She's definitely she? back to herself, isn't she? Just praising she's Liz. back to sucking up to Liz. Yeah. 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 And she she says what a good friend Elizabeth is. It's like, you wouldn't say that if you knew that, you know. She, she could have avoided this she, entire she situation. She knew George was cheating on you ages ago. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, it's literally pages and pages of Ina praising Liz. Yeah. And Enid also says she's going to split up with George. Yeah. She obviously has realised it's the right thing to do now. <laughs> she's going to split up with George and that's going to be that. And then we catch the dairy burger. Oh boy. Elizabeth literally gets a standing ovation when she walks in. Yes. Everybody's uh, heard. Olivia leaps to her feet and starts clapping and cheering. Oh and the whole God. dairy burger follows suit. Now apparently... 
this only happened like an hour ago. <laughs> and yet somehow they all know. Caroline Pierce. Caroline Pierce. Caroline bloody She is the Wakefield's neighbour. She might have She's been the Wakefield's able to neighbor. see. And although she, she said she wasn't going to gossip anymore, I guess when it's positive things, she might. Mm. And then Elizabeth and Todd go back to the Wakefield's. Ned and Alice are home from the theatre and they bumped into Mr. Collins and Mr. Dalton. Uh, Miss, <laughs> Mrs. Dalton. Miss Dalton. Yeah. So they've heard what she did as well and they heap even more praise on her, like pages and pages. Yep. They even crack open some champagne and toast her. Yep. Like, I, I skipped through the... Never I mind Never mind Jess, who passed, got a diploma in cooking yeah. or whatever she got. <clears throat> never no, mind. She's a piece of shit. Yeah, she's just awful. Like, I, I was skimming through the last few chapters. Because so it was literally just people praising Liz. Yeah. Um, And Liz smugly thinks what great parents and a great boyfriend she has. Ugh. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> On Saturday at the beach, Enid tells Liz that her and George have had an amicable breakup. Enid isn't even mad at George or Robin, and she says it's not the end of the world. It's like, well, well it almost was a few days you. ago, you were, set, you know implying you might kill yourself yeah yeah i mean it was literally the end of the world a couple of days ago <clears throat> and so. now you're just like yeah it's fine it's, this is almost as bad as elizabeth and todd's breakup in special christmas oh god but it's like yeah it's amicable everything's it's fine. fine it's fine i want you to go out with suzanne hanlon yeah i'd love it suzanne I'd, love, devlin, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to see you with suzanne devlin that'd be great yeah there is someone called Suzanne Hanlon. Oh, is there? Oh, Hanlon okay. Coming up, but, and I keep getting the two modelled up. Don't get that. I, unless Suzanne Hanlon is also awful. She is. Oh, okay. She is awful. So they've also found out that the plane was faulty. So it yes, wasn't George. George fault. was innocent of that. Um, it was not his fault. And he's considering flying again. Enid says, flying's like love. Just because you crash once, it doesn't mean you'll never soar. And Elizabeth says, you should write fortune cookies. Or for the Oracle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, best friend, come come work at the Oracle. Um, and then back at the Waitfields house an hour later, uh, the Waitfields are having a barbecue, probably in Liz's fucking honour. Yeah. And Jess is back to her old self. She's refusing to help with the food. But I'm not surprised she's refusing to help with the food. You know, they'll just... No, not at all. They'll just bring up the, the seafood again. Yeah. So... She tells them she can't do anything right anyway. And then Liz tells them about Enid and she explains that George was at her house to end it. And Ned's like, see, Jessica, it's dangerous to make judgments based on circumstantial evidence. So this isn't a court case, Ned. Unbelievable, Ned. This is your daughter. Yeah. Jessica says she's sick of being picked on. She's right. She is being picked on. Yeah. And she runs to her room crying. She can't stand anymore. Oh boy. It took you longer to get to that because there's a whole chapter of Caitlin at the back of that yeah, book. Yeah, I was trying to flip to the back page of the book. But it's got a chapter of Caitlin in the back. So the end isn't the end. Yeah. Um, and she thinks, um, since her plan to impress them had been such a miserable failure, she was going to have to come up with some other way of changing their minds. Only I'd better think of something fast because I don't think I can stand things the way they are around here for another minute. Jessica embarks on a desperate course of action in Sweet Valley High number 21, Runaway. Oh my, I cannot wait for Runaway. So yeah, we're looking forward to Runaway because she runs away with a guy called Nicky Shepherd. Yes. And Rich is 
living with a guy called Nick Shepard. I am. He's a he's a friend of, of ours, and yeah. uh, it can't stop thinking of Nick whenever uh, <laughs> whenever we talk about it. So been looking forward to this one for a long time, and also I'm I really I don't think they will, but I hope the Wakefields learn a goddamn lesson from the next book because <laughs> they they treated uh, they treated Jess awfully in this book. Yeah, the whole did. way through. So. I would say we'll be back in two weeks with Runaway, but we won't. No, we will not. Why not? Because on the 1st of February, it's Callie's Roadhouse's first birthday. Yeah, we're one year old. And uh, we are doing a special episode. We are going to read Lila's story. Yeah, we're going to... As we love Lila. We do love Lila. And this is a bit of a special book, so... I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, so before we uh, we head off, though, I would like to say a big thank you to TB. That was what they wanted us to say, was TB. <laughs> I'm not doing Elizabeth Wakefield. Um, for amazing work. She she has sent and is, is continuing to work on, but is sending every single cover of every Sweet Valley book. Uh, as all well the as editions. all the editions, twins uh, and all the different versions of twins and everything. Um, in separate folders, and she's also sent us a, a list of all of the uh, the episodes in uh, all the books in order, uh, mm. including the specials. Yeah, so thanks, thank you for that. Yeah, that's amazing. We shouted you out on Instagram. We on, did uh, on the Kelly's Roadhouse page. Yeah, but thank you, TB. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, Jodie Char also told us she wants to smack the look off of Jessica's face. Um, <laughs> That, sorry, that was on the last about our last episode showdown on the cover. She wants to smack the look of oh, Jessica's yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but th- that book is one of her favourites. And she googled racing suit, and it kind of looks like a pair of spandex shorts made out of wetsuit material. Brilliant. More, more material than uh, old Bruce Patman's tiny suit. <laughs> um, I googled it as well, and it did look like I imagined, like okay. a, a wetsuit with short sleeves and short legs. Yeah, I think I know the the, the kind. <clears throat> <clears throat> Very weird choice of outfit for a pool party. Yes, bizarre. Um, Waterware said that you should watch uh, videos of killer whales in the wild. They're actually really bad. Oh. What did I say? You said that killer whales weren't that bad. They just got a bad name. I said they've never killed <laughs> a human, I think, was what I was meant to uh, say. I don't know what I said. I think I, what I meant to say was killer whales have never killed <clears throat> a human uh, outside of captivity well yeah check out some killer whale videos anyway maybe i will um <laughs> maybe i will i'll come back educated on killer whales next time so yeah well, we will see you in two weeks for lila's story i am Can't very wait. excited and of course we will be back next week with casey's yeah we're doing buried treasure and we've got an announcement to make next week as well for casey's we do indeed but that's something, gonna wait until next something week. to do with valentine's day something to do with valentine's day indeed mm-hmm. but thank you for listening everybody thank you we'll see you next week bye-bye bye bye